0: Hello, everybody out there in Radio Land. Are we doing the NPR and version? And welcome.
1: Do <laughs> you need to see this? You need to see this. Right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not bringing more energy. I got the note. I mean, I kind of like this. <laughs> yeah, let's do
0: chill <laughs> Should I? <laughs> yeah, I think a chill saying?
1: intro is hilarious.
0: Hello and welcome to. You need, you to, need, see need this. to see this. You
1: need to see this. You need to see this.
0: A weekly film podcast about filling in the gaps in our collective cinematic experience. I am Luce, and I'm joined by my co-hosts.
1: Hi, I'm Nick. Hi, uh, my name's Cozy Orland. It's a delight and a pleasure to be here. If you can tell, we're keeping it real chill. We try mm. to
0: do an NPR version, and I feel like no one can handle the responsibility of trying yeah, to...
2: Everybody th- just turned this one off really fast. Look, just click, <laughs> like no. d- Donate for a tote bag, everybody. Donate for a tote bag. Bring in the ASMR crowd.
0: Um, Okay, listen, guys, here's the deal. (laughs) We're comedians and writers and filmmakers and film lovers. And on this podcast, each week, one or two of us will present the case for one criminally underrated film with the intention of convincing each other and you that you need to see this. (laughs) You need to see it too. Desperately pleading with you, watch this film. Don't worry, there are no spoilers, so you're safe to listen before you watch. And today's film is 1995's To Die For, directed by Gus Van Sant and written by Buck Henry, who just passed away last week, an amazing comedic screenwriter and actor. Um, And this is a very funny and bizarre script. It was based on a novel of the same name by Joyce Maynard, who, in the 70s, briefly dated J.D. Salinger. Oh. For eight months. Interesting.
1: What? I bet it was a lot of Netflix and chill.
0: I... that's what it sounded like mm. she moved in with them for like eight months and they had exchanged a bunch of romantic letters that she ended up um uh, not pawning what's the other word when you're rich auctioning oh
2: quick name a jd salinger story or book where somebody doesn't get shot in the head go
0: <laughs> franny and zoe oh is that you? okay <laughs> <laughs> sorry I... i've read more jd salinger than <laughs> yeah you would Funny.
2: red pony shot in the head
1: Ah. Oh.
0: Um. So <laughs>
2: the oyster shot, the, or the pearl shot in the head. Oh no! No maybe spoilers that was like for his... JD Salinger stories. <laughs>
0: yeah. maybe I haven't read like... those yet. Uh, his biggest fear.
2: Getting shot in the head.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he had to like work through some anxieties He's about it. it out. Yeah, that's fair.
2: About uh. Sorry to segway into shot. <laughs>
0: Hollywood, s- Hollywood stars. What do they know? Let's find out. Have neither of you have watched BoJack Horseman.
1: I have not. No, I I have not. Wow, well, I Wait, hope that I, killed on the airwaves. I watched the f- I watched the first two episodes and the people I was was watching it with in the office were like, "We don't like this and we're done watching it at lunch, guys." And I went, "Okay." I hate. Well, that's offices. what you get for watching yeah. it
2: in an office. Yeah, Jesus. But also well,
1: the first everyone says that it gets better as it goes on anyway. So I think the first couple episodes weren't that great.
2: I just know it's not for me because it's um I don't want to get into it too long, but it's just a character who's just suffering so much and I can't handle watching that kind of thing.
1: I understand. That makes sense. That's why I'd relate to it. Anyways,
0: (laughs) J.D. Salinger's in it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just getting back on track here. Uh, So Joyce Maynard (laughs) wrote the uh, novel that the movie was based on, but also, interestingly enough, the novel itself is is loosely based on the 1992 uh, Pamela Smart murder case. Do you guys oh. know about Pamela Smart, who no. was like, involved in um, killing her husband when she she was 22 and he was 24? And she like got some kids involved uh, to kill him. So okay.
2: she had a smart plan, huh?
0: Oh, my God.
1: Uh, uh, wait, no, wait. No, no, I have wait, no idea what wait. this is. Buck Henry did Get Smart, right? Did I boot myself? Yes, he did. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, you like Get Smart. <laughs> I love Get Smart. That Buck was Henry is show. one of my
2: favorite SNL hosts of all time. Oh, uh, that's
0: an interesting. Factoid. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, get Pamela smart. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, so Pamela. <laughs> there's a connection. Pamela Smart is uh, still in jail. Oh. Mm. Uh, for murder, uh, second degree murder, uh, and conspiracy to kill, and all those things. Um, and the way things ended up for her in real life are different from the movie. So, in like oh. the movie, all the names are different, and there's a lot of key details, and it's like a lot campier. Um, but there a lot of It was based on that. So Mm. if you're a true crime junkie, I think that this is a great movie for those people. But that's in my five things. So it debuted at Cannes, but it didn't get any awards. Um, But it had like really positive reviews at the time. It has an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, And I love it because it defies genre definition. It's all at the same time as a dark comedy, erotic thriller, mockumentary, crime drama. It has everything.
2: Ooh, it's a mockumentary too. Yes, I'm already in. there. Manchester. I knew I that mockumentary would hook
0: you guys. <laughs> um, I love a film that can balance multiple tones without giving uh, the viewer whiplash, and uh, in uh, Van Sant's uh, oeuvre, it's uh, sandwiched between. It comes right after my private, my own private Idaho, and right before Goodwill Hunting. Hmm. But To Die For has never gotten that mainstream or long-lasting acclaim of those other early films.
2: Oh, so it's not near Psycho.
0: No, where Psycho's after is like late '90s, right?
2: I won't, I thought Psycho was '96, the remake.
0: No. Okay. Mm. Um, but.
2: Or '97. Yeah. No, Goodwill Hunting it's, was '97. Yeah, this
1: yeah, one. It's after this one Goodwill definitely. Hunting. Yeah, this one definitely came before. Yeah. The because he had like psycho. a bunch of attention mm. after
0: Goodwill Hunting was like a big mainstream hit. Oh sure. And his other stuff was all like indie darlings. Yeah. Um, which like, Drugstore Cowboy and My Own Private Idaho were both super like big in the early american indie movement yeah, i
1: heard about those but never saw them
0: oh they're great i think mm. you would like them um Van mm. became very hit and miss but he had like his first six films are very good mm. and then i think psycho was the first one that was like oh whoops yeah this like, was an interesting idea shot but... for
1: shot the entire yeah <laughs> I've yeah heard so many things about that one
0: <laughs> i've always wanted to watch it just because i want to see the point like maybe find the artistic angle on it oh i watched Mm, it what did you think
1: could you find the angle
2: no Mm. i mean it just felt like it was tenseless compared to the original interesting because because of the shot for, i mean if you've seen the original already and then you're watching a shot for shot remake that's in color with different actors uh who aren't in it the same way as the like 60s films or 50s and 60s films when was psycho come out 1960 on the nose um hitchcock acting style is so much different than the 90s and when you put that 90s acting style in that kind of film
0: yeah and it was it all supposed to take place in present feeling. day right oh, yeah
2: it just it loses that vibe and Vince Vaughn is just like the most bland version of uh god what's his name Anthony Perkins hmm. it's like he's just not a great no he's not scary... charming no
0: Anthony Perkins was charm every time I watch it I l- I love him he's I not would... even
2: creepy he's not charming or creepy he's just like um He's there. And he's he's wearing a cowboy sort hat. Sort of meek <laughs> or
1: whatever? No. I don't even know if it's
0: that. Um, interesting. Yeah, I feel like that was maybe his first big... Yeah, that was 98. So that was probably his first big like, whoops.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't any good.
0: Um, hmm. But let's not talk too much about what he messed up on. Let's yeah. talk about... It happens. What uh, you got to try things as an artist. Yeah, it's true. No, I allow no room for mistakes. If you make one mistake, that proves to me you are no good, and I'll hate everything you ever did. Oh wow! Except this one in the scenario. Bless you, Pete. (laughs) Thank you. All right, guys, listen up. (laughs) Have you okay? Well, before I ask you if you've seen it, let me tell you who it's starring. And hang on to your god dang hats, okay? In this movie, we've got Nicole Kidman, Matt Dillon, Joaquin Phoenix, Ileana Douglas. Casey Affleck, Kurtwood Smith, Dan Hedaya, Buck Henry, Holland Taylor, and director David Cronenberg, who Mm -hmm. is in... One of Nick's favorite films. It's not a favorite film. It's just
2: an obscure <laughs> reference. No, tell me. 1990s Nightbreed. He plays the villain and it's pretty, I love when he pops up in movies because he's not like, he's not a great actor, but he's a fun actor. You I've know? never seen okay. Nightbreed. I am, have never heard of it. Uh, you'd love Nightbreed. Either. I know.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 it's a movie that's always on people's top horror movies list and I've never seen it.
2: Yeah, it's just one of those, it's not like, I wouldn't do an episode on it because I don't love it that much, but sure. it is very unique and neat.
0: That's great. Mm -hmm. I want to watch it. And the knowing that David Cronenberg is in it makes me more interested. Mm. Is it a cameo? This one, he's like a cameo at the end. No, he's
2: the villain of the movie.
0: Oh, fun. Yeah. Whoa. I'm not going to say what he does in this movie. Okey doke. Because I think it's like a big surprise. Cool. Um, Okay, so here's the plot, y'all. Suzanne Stone, played by Nicole Kidman, obsessively aspires to become a world-famous broadcast journalist. She marries Larry Moretto, that's played by Matt Dillon. Using his family restaurant business to keep herself financially stable, she takes a job as a part-time secretary at a local cable station and is eventually promoted to being the weather girl. Less than a year into their marriage, Larry starts telling Suzanne to take time off from her career. They've got to start a family, and she should be helping out more at the restaurant. This clear disregard for Suzanne's aspirations triggers a series of events that spell out Larry's demise.
1: Mm.
0: What do you guys think? First impressions? Why haven't you seen To Die For?
2: I haven't heard of it until the... uh you reminded me, I think somebody, because I remember hearing Nicole Kidman winning the Golden Globe for this in 95 or something like that.
0: Oh, that's a good question. I actually that, didn't look up I think any uh, that popped up winning. when I was
2: watching the Golden Globes the other day. I'm pretty sure that was like something that was tweeted. Hmm. Um, she
0: should. I mean, I think I was that was, like, this is, is her this best role. I've
2: never heard of it um, until now. That and you. People are
0: also tweeting about it a lot this week uh, because of Buck
2: Henry Oh, right. oh yeah, that might sure, have been
0: it. And I retweeted it because I love her outfits in this film which i will also talk about
1: so th- maybe i merged memories and she didn't win a golden globe but uh yeah
0: because
2: have you heard
1: of it uh yeah definitely um when i was uh growing up i had i remember seeing trailers on tv i think for this movie or maybe in theaters uh, is there a moment in it where she's like cast in a very like super blue light yes yeah i remember that's that. also the cover oh okay then i'm I re-
0: sure you've seen the cover it's like very oh, yeah, cool there it is. it's like Riverdale Blue, and then it has bright, hot pink um, uh, title.
1: Yeah, I remember that super vividly growing up, and I was like, this seems like a movie that, like...
0: Is for adults? <laughs> I mean, sure, definitely. One day I'll watch this. I May. know, it has, like, such an erotic but thriller cover.
2: Did, I got it, a fake ID just so I could rent it. Is there...
1: <laughs> there's, there's, But there's, there's like, a funniness to it, right, too? It's
0: extremely yeah, funny. Yeah,
1: so I think when I, was, when I was growing up, I was like, that seems like a movie that I would like and it seems visually cool but at the same but i just never bothered seeing it cuz i think it was just outside of my sphere whatever that, that means makes yeah, sense. you're like the yeah. only
2: person i know that genuine like straight up loves comedic erotic thrillers <laughs> like for some reason they're just for some reason you just know and love comedic what erotic thrillers what other comedic Co- like what's thrillers? the one fatal uh, fatal
1: instinct that's the parody definitely not that i one's... mean well you know me well that's a comedic that's just a spoof. That's just, That's yeah. just All right. a spoof. It's not sexy? It's like, it's jokey sexy. But you know what? Okay. This is I, sexy, sexy I thought for a second that was a bit, but now I mean, I'm kind Nicole of on Kidman? board. Now I'm sort of on board <laughs> for this. I wonder Nicole which other Kidman ones I like. 90s Nicole Kidman always sexy. Uh,
2: like every <laughs> role Nicole Kidman
0: at every age is, she's the sexiest woman alive, in well, my opinion.
2: Yeah. Hmm. she. Oh, she's. I think she went through like this phase in the 90s where that she had to be naked in every movie. Right. And she just owned it super S- hard. Hmm. I, eyes wide she been shut fully
0: naked in anything
2: yes tons of things and i know that because i was a child of the 90s that's <laughs> i, I feel get like that i've seen
0: all of her films I and that. i can't think of seeing her totally naked in anything. oh
2: god mm. uh what's the one where um she's the mob guy's boss it's like an eye and uh uh she's the mob boss's god the, the who's the kid from uh this... <laughs> mumford the lead in mumford the lead so lead in that guy, Mumford. Who, Jason yeah. Lee. No, no, Jason the lead. Lee. You have it on your DVD rack, but I never remember that guy's name. He's in a mob movie where he's like this guy who joins the mob, and Nicole mm. Kidman's the mob boss's wife, and he like falls in love with her. I, I forget what it's called. Never but seen this. It was movie. on VHS. I would watch all the time. She's fully naked in that. Oh, oh sure. that's <laughs> why
0: I didn't know because I've never seen this movie. <laughs> well, fair. she did win the Golden Globe for Best Actress in 1996, which I think is really interesting for that film. For to die for. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah, I knew. And she saw won that the, the Critics'
0: Choice and the Empire Award. Uh, so yeah, people really liked it, which is great because I do think that it might be her best role. Like she's better than when she's Virginia Wolf in The Hours, which is what she won the Academy Award for. Mm. Um, but I these get are that
1: confused with the others
0: uh she's great in the others i lo- love the others the others is a really one of good the film most
1: genuinely scariest scary scary so scary I've never seen either of them but they're just in my brain like that i
0: would be down to talk about the others oh Ooh. hell yeah Ooh. but for listen- today we're talking <laughs> to we're talking about to die for, for. Beat have you seen to die for
2: billy bathgate's the one does was- a no he does
1: not
0: he hasn't seen it.
2: Sorry to check. Billy Bathgate's the movie that I was talking about. That's the oh, name I've of, of that. Dean is the guy from... I've uh, heard of that.
0: Never heard of that. Yeah. It didn't, it's a weird name.
2: It's not well known.
0: Mm. All right, you guys. <laughs> let's get into five reasons why you need to see To Die For. Hell yeah. First of all, it's one of, if not Nicole Kidman's, best roles. Mm. Uh, she is frightening and manic and sexy and determined and very maniacal. But at the same time, it's never like fully cartoonish it's grounded in the fact that like a lot of her behavior in the film seems to be motivated by the sexism that she's experiencing and also her like pure ambition to be on television and to be successful like she's she's a character that like if you're on board with her and you're working with her she's your best friend but if you there's just the slightest hint mm. of dissent she her reaction is overblown internally, Ooh, so she never treats anyone poorly, but she does these small facial tics where it's just like, oh no, oh. she's <laughs> mad.
2: I, I didn't see Bombshell yet, but this sounds like uh, like a precursor to Bombshell.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen that yet either, and it looked she looked like she was giving an interesting performance mm. in that in that movie. <laughs> this
1: kind of reminds me a little bit of that old Roseanne movie. Where she like blows up her husband's house or something. Huh? Oh, yeah, what like the hell is that? That weird comedy.
0: Uh Oh, th- She Devil? Yeah, yeah, she devil. Like this makes me yes. think of okay. I feel like there was
1: this weird sort of jag of like nineties like women getting revenge in crazy big ways that yeah. serial were also like Yeah, exactly, like but also earned ways. Yeah,
0: definitely. I, well, because I was like the yeah. beginning of the third wave of feminism. Oh, it was okay. probably basic so, instinct
1: pushed oh, yeah.
2: everybody over the edge. They're like, fuck that. No more. of this!" Sure. Yeah. Well, what's Thank interesting
0: goodness. about <laughs> this, too, is that I actually so I watched this movie in college and I hadn't watched it since then, but I had a good memory of it. And then when uh, Buck uh, Henry died, I was like, oh, I really want to rewatch that. And I was like so on her side. My memory is that I was on her side the entire time. What I love about rewatching films later when you're an adult is I was like, oh, no, she actually she's awful. But she's you're on her side. And there's a point where you're like, oh, no, this has gone too far. Which like she's a part of she kills her husband. It's not a spoiler because it's in the description. If you just look up the movie, it's in like the first sentence. Mm. Um, But like he they do an interesting job of like. (sighs) Sort of setting it up that like nobody in the family liked her really because she was very um, singularly focused on herself and very like blonde and bubbly and his family is like dark Italian like working class and oh
2: it's a Dylan role. Oh, that could go to any Dylan. Mm, <laughs> yeah, That makes sense. <laughs> I think Matt that Matt Dillon
0: is so funny, and the few times he's on screen, he's really charming, even when he's being an asshole. Uh, and I, I wish there was more of him in the movie. That's, like, my biggest complaint, mm. um, is that I think he's, like, underrated in the world. I'm going to
2: headcanon that uh,
1: this was the prequel to Wild Things. <laughs>
0: Oh, wild things. That's a really great erotic thriller. I do.
1: I did like that movie, but I Um, like that because it was sexy instead of any other reasons.
0: Yeah. uh, Super sexy. It's not that (sighs) there's more to it. So I'm going to go into my number two, which is this movie has very high camp in it, uh, especially in its set design. Hmm. Uh, So Isaac, my boyfriend and I, we we watched it together today and we could not stop talking about the couple's house that they live in. Hmm. It's, it's insane, but not in like a John Waters like aesthetic way. Like <laughs> it's supposed to be kind of trippy and thrift store vomit like acid trip. Mm-hmm. It's like it almost looks like a real house, like <laughs> somebody would live in, except for that. Like there's so so many different patterns, and none of them look good together.
1: Interesting.
0: And it's like that's th- cool. You see, it's Something
1: like for the
2: couple not being good together.
0: Oh, interesting. Ooh. I kind of read it as like a um. Like definitely middle class like couple who, you know, Nicole Kidman aspires to be this like Jane Pauly, uh, Sally, Jesse Raphael type (laughs) journalist. And so she wants things to be fancy and she pulls a lot of different types of styles in together to kind of mock the fancy lifestyle that she wants. But you like can't do it. So it's like, yeah, it looks okay at first. But then the longer you look at certain scenes, you're like, this house looks insane. But it doesn't. At first, you're like, interesting. But there's a lot of lingering scenes where you see a whole room for too long, and it starts to make you feel off. So kind of like the way you said, her awesome.
2: character starts to seem more and more.
0: Yeah, too. exactly. Where you're like, yeah, I love clever chill. stuff like that. Yeah, i I think it's very clever, but it also doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like such an obvious, like it's not like a Wes Anderson set design where it's like, oh, this was perfectly done. Mm. It's all just a little crooked and bizarre. Huh. Um, so. I love the campiness of that and her her performance I've I've just seen very rare people do it it's I'm going back to like my first one but I'm thinking about how she also delivers a camp performance um, it's sort of a mix between like Kirsten Dunst in um, to, to uh, what's that other mockumentary dark comedy dropped it dropped gorgeous it. yes you guys have both seen that, right? Oh, it's
1: great. Actually, no. He has not. Yeah, that's on our list for things that we, oh, we need to do together. Oh, great. Let's do Drop yeah. Dead
0: Gorgeous. Into it. Um, So, Kirsten Dunst, or you do love Fargo, though, the TV series? Yes, I so do. So, her character in, like, the second season, mm-hmm. very similar vibe. But I think that she had to have seen this movie. Because that character is a version of this Nicole Kidman. It's
2: I love that her and Jesse Plemons are together in real life, and then they play the couple in that. They
0: are? Yeah.
2: Why are you so grossed He's out? He's
0: such a thumb. He's such a great actor. <laughs> I mean... I still have no
1: concept of who he looks like. That's so mean. Sure. I
0: do I, I'm sorry. That's, that's what I see. I hope
2: someday when I am... Uh, Married. Nobody refers to me as a thumb.
0: I hope someday that, hope that ugly no women <laughs> can be considered good actors. I hope it never happens, I mean. But uh I just listen, I have no tolerance for ugly men on screen because they get to be <laughs> ugly all the time and it's not fair. <laughs> and that's just the way I feel. I think he's a great actor, but every time I see him I'm like, Where's an ugly woman? Throw an ugly woman up there next to him. <sighs> never happens. He's married. To, that's that's crazy. Kirsten Dunst is hot. Yeah.
1: That's fair.
2: I don't think he's ugly. He has I think He's just normal. I think he gets no fat for roles. Like, he puts on a lot of weight for roles. Oh, I don't care sure. about
0: weight. I don't think weight is a thing. Oh, then mm-hmm. what's... His ugly, ugly face. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, bone structure? Listen, he has no bone structure. Ooh. His lack of my, bone structure. He looks like if I drew a little face right there on my thumb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: I, I <laughs> still so... don't... I don't know how he looks at all. I've I don't just...
0: know when this became a Jesse Pullman's I know. hate cast. Yeah. Listen, um
1: anyway he's a white man he
0: doesn't need anyone to defend him <laughs> uh <laughs> kirsten dunce is great uh god bless her i think that she has gotten a lot from nicole kidman's role because <clears throat> i've seen her do very similar things in different movies since then um so okay let's move on from camp and say that another the third thing that i love about this is that there are a lot of interesting – there's, like, a lot of interesting roles. So she goes to a high school to start a documentary there because she's trying to, like, on her local news station, like, make news stories that don't exist. Oh, also, okay, the yeah. guy who's the lead of the news station, is like, local channel whatever, sure. is um, – Newman from Seinfeld, oh, and what's his name? Yeah, the guy who gets spit at by the dinosaur in Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park.
1: Yeah, that guy. Walter. Uh, something Knight. Um, Walter Knight. Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. There we go.
0: Yeah. Wayne Knight. Knight's in it. Wayne Knight. Yeah. And Wayne Knight's kind of gross in it. I, he loves. I mean, that's like his thing. Like he's great at playing those characters.
2: Except in Space Jam.
0: <laughs> I've never seen Space Don't. Jam. Oh, Don't.
1: Sorry, that just brought me back to Night Breed. <laughs> Wayne Knight. Never mind. Ah, yeah, It's yeah. not even a joke at this point. It's just my brain making weird <laughs> connections.
2: I'm Anyway, really I can't excited help it. Whenever I hear Night an rain. actor's name, I just think of a th- other things there, and I just can't help it. No, that's, no,
0: that's it's cool. it's not a bad thing. It's helpful to uh, play Into some. That? Yeah. Well, Wayne Knight is very gross in this movie. He's like, sort of like secret le- lecherous boss. He's like, never lecherous at her, but mm. he kind of like...
1: He oozes it a little. Giggly. Yeah. Oh, God. In oh, just
0: like a wow. gross way. And... And so there's definitely ways where you're like, yeah, she should, like, fuck all these people, like, take shit over. Hmm. Um, But then she goes to kind of make this documentary about, like, what teens today are like at the local high school. (laughs) And she starts hanging out with, like, these burnouts who are played by Joaquin Phoenix and Casey Affleck and a uh, girl who is... Uh, not an actress I'm familiar with. They're just like a bunch of kind of like metal stoners. I love it. I love that
1: archetype all the time.
0: And they're really interesting. They're not like characters I've really seen before. Like Casey Affleck's character is a genuine dick. And Joaquin Phoenix just seems uh, genuinely out of it most of the time, but like immediately falls in love with Nicole Kidman, and she leverages that to try to convince him to kill her husband. Oh, okay. But there's like some really – interesting scenes between them uh that are sexually charged and then the girl that she takes under her wing is so enamored of her that there's like this kind of low-key like lesbian energy from it that I thought was really interesting because this girl has never had like a like a mother figure or an older sister or any woman in her life. And she just hangs out with these two gross dudes. Mm. And there's like a scene where Nicole Kidman is like undressing and like trying on lingerie and like trying to get this girl to help her choose lingerie. And it's definitely inappropriate, but like the girl is looking at her in this way that I found very relatable. It's like when I was a teenager and I was like, I think I like women. And I would, like, friends would undress, and I'm like, oh, no, I do. Mm. (laughs) And just, like, this weird, like, and I don't know if it's... I mean, I'm thinking it's because Gaspan San is gay that he captured this, like, low-key kind of lesbian energy between these characters that feels melodramatic in a way, but also very realistic. And I thought that that was really interesting because this girl's kind of obsessed with her, and I really like how it ends up... um, how her role is kind of trajectory through the whole movie. Trajectoried isn't a word, right?
1: You made it. What well. the
2: trajectory of the role? I don't know if you could there you go. non- noun it.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I, like think I think you can. Trajectory?
1: Let's just common usage it until it's a thing. Trage- cool. Trajectify?
0: Trajectify this. That's
1: fun too. These are all <laughs> options that are good. We'll use them all. Traject. Um,
0: Ooh, I can't even say it anymore. And there's also <laughs> like a really pretty scene of Joaquin Phoenix um, in bed that just, I would say, would feel really male gazy. It <laughs> wasn't also a male. But again, it's like kind of a very romantic close up of his face where he looks very vulnerable and gentle. And I think there's a lot of interesting. I don't, you know, this is why I was like, God, I really feel like I need to sit on this movie for a week because it is. This is a movie about heterosexual relationships, but there's a lot of gay undertones that I found very like thrilling and interesting hmm. in it. Um and I really like the vulnerability of Joaquin Phoenix's character uh because you know, he's kind of talked into killing uh her husband, which is obviously a very brutal act, but he's like a very gentle, soft person and in a lot of close-ups Gus Van Sant does this really amazing thing of making him look very cherubic kind of. Mm. Um will take me in number four, which is mm, the cinematography of this film. There's so many incredible things that I feel like emotions that he pulls out of you with different, like really extreme close-ups on people's faces, mm. from it being romantic to it being really unnerving and unsettling. Um And then the colors are incredible, really bright, really oversaturated colors. She wears the greatest suits. All the costumes in this movie are great. But like the suits that Nicole Kidman wears are all like almost technicolor, like gingham blues and florals and it's just like the best part of the early 90s with shoulder pads everywhere not just on the shoulders everything Mm. is shoulder pads (laughs) people Um, were just
1: giant walking shoulder pads yeah Mm. and there's
0: like she is so she like commands a scene with like this insane suit and the camera will like zoom in on her so tight and it's like florals (laughs) bright lights her crazy face and blown out hair and it's just like it's aggressive Ed shocking but also like really funny and like she wants to be this like sally jesse raphael character who i keep saying because she's sort of a garish um uh, talk show host from the 90s and uh, it's just they do such a great job of going like this is a comedy but it's also arresting and disturbing the way that like tabloid news of the 90s was and that'll take me into my fifth thing was that A lot like Natural Born Killers, which came out around the same time, uh, by Oliver Stone. Have you guys seen that one?
1: I have not. Nope. I thought about it though.
0: I saw it in college. I don't know if it would age well because it's like about vigilante killings, which I feel like we don't really need any of.
1: Yeah, interesting. In
0: America. (laughs) Yeah, that's an interesting thing. It was a very. It was like an anti. Kind of television type of movie. And this has a lot of satire about like, does everybody need to be on television? And there's a scene at the end where um there's like Nicole Kidman talks a lot about how like TV is important because um it makes you know who to listen to, and that like the people on TV are the most important people. Wow. And so you want to be on TV so oh, that you're an important person. The and focus
1: on all that, yeah. And at
0: the end, the girl that she has this kind of strange relationship with is talking about how that was Nicole Kidman characters like favorite thing to say and she's Hmm. like but if everybody is on TV then is anybody important like if we all record (laughs) ourselves and I was like damn that's that's just now exactly well 25 years later and it's like really
2: Instagram. it's Crap. very
0: interesting and i got a lot out of watching it now from the mid-2000s was the last time i saw it and we weren't like social media hadn't really no, taken not at form all. yet no. mm. myspace and like facebook in its early iterations yeah, but it, it but wasn't during this
1: not what it is yeah no
0: when i first watched oh. it i oh. think <laughs> i saw this in like 2004 2005 oh, yeah. oh, okay. so it was like social media was happening but not in the way that we like, know it now crazy, yeah. so but I got yeah, so Facebook much more. It started
2: in 2004, right? But barely. It was the Facebook yeah, thing.
1: Yeah. I, freshman year. I got
0: it in 2006.
1: Uh, yeah. People, I remember people in my freshman dorm walking around being like, hey, you should join this cool new thing called Facebook. And I was like, nah, whatever. That sounds right. And now you're on it all the time. And now I'm never not on it. Oh my
0: it. God. Yeah. That's your main place. I did
1: get addicted, but I, I spent the entire uh, entirety of college not going on it. And someone made a, pro- a fake profile for me because they were annoyed that I wasn't on it. Wait. And I just like added it for the sake of uh, getting, uh, keeping in touch with everyone. And now I know everybody. <laughs> so really job. quick,
2: Pete, were you giving us the time or were you taking the selfie?
1: I'm okay with either of those. Okay. Never, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I confirmed. love it.
0: Perfect timing as I'm talking to We're all looking at each other. I mean, it's just all perfect. I'm on board for that. That
1: was a good reinforcement. <laughs> it was great. You're
0: <laughs> uh Pete loves a mirror back to us. <laughs> <laughs> what we're exhibiting. <laughs> um so I really I think a film is extremely strong when it works on different levels over the different decades, that it ages. And oh, sure. And it doesn't become useless and continues to have something to say and is applicable even when the media landscape has changed. And I think that it's really hard for satirical movies about the media to stay current or relevant or meaningful to an audience. And I think that this one totally does so you want to look over some of the anachronisms of like using a hand video recorder with big vhs tapes um but in general the overall idea that like your drive for being on top of the world and having everybody look at you to like like what will you do to like be seen and admired is a interesting question Hmm. that i think that this movie does a lot with and um I don't know, it has sort of like a Tarantino ending to it, um, in my opinion. But uh, that seems like it's a dig. It's not. It's sort of it's just a different it's a reimagining that feels hopeful uh, sure. than like what happened in the real
1: the real version? Yeah, and yeah, mm. the the
0: real murders.
1: Yeah.
0: Um hmm. that's my five things. What do you guys think? Do you wanna watch it?
1: Hmm. So for me, uh I feel like so when I first heard about this movie, I felt like I would like it, but not enough to see it. And I think that after this, I feel that way in a different way. <laughs> like I would like I now that I feel like I understand the story <laughs> like, a lot like, more. Yeah, like
2: ah, now I know it. I've already watched it through Luce's eyes. No, not even oh. <laughs> not even that,
1: but like it just I understand the plot more and I understand what it's about now and it's not a type of plot that would get me to see a movie. It's not the type of movie I like seeing. But it sounds like the way that it's handled tonally is is awesome and up my alley. So I would like seeing it, but I wouldn't I don't have the motivation, I think, based on what I've learned. And Hmm, Yeah. But I appreciate I would say if you like
0: Buck Henry this whole time, you guys, I um, keep pausing because I keep calling him Buck. Buck Howard from the John Malkovich film, <laughs> The Great Buck Howard. If you haven't seen it, that's fine. I'm the only person that did. And yep. obviously, I love it because it's the only name I can think of now.
1: That's amazing.
0: That's why I keep pausing. Um, <laughs> and I keep looking deep into Nick's eyes, and it makes me want to say the wrong name. <laughs>
1: that's amazing, amazing.
0: Um, uh, So, me. The great if Buck
2: you, Howard the Duck.
0: If you like Buck Henry, <laughs> his writing is so good. And his he plays a teacher of like the burnout kids and he is like this sort of sadistic corporal punishment teacher that I don't feel like still existed in the nineties, but is very weird and funny. What are,
1: uh, so I uh, like, I, I know him because of get smart, but I don't really know his writing very well outside the graduate. of that. Thank you for that. Yeah. I was like, what are the other things? Okay. I haven't seen the graduate, so it's doesn't really help, but it helps in some way. Cause I know what it's deal is but um okay he
0: did like a million things yeah look it up after he's one of those people that like when you look him up on imdb it's like 78 titles that he's written yeah i
1: don't want to be in that mode where i'm like educate me or anything gross like that so yeah "Yeah." i'll take a look at some point he's a little bit like an inverse bob balaban to me like he has he does so many different
2: things he wears so many hats oh interesting he's in all of it
0: kind of looks like bob balaban too yeah yeah
1: Yeah, that 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 i have seen
2: and he's also very funny
0: Oh. He's very funny He's, he in this. To,
1: he was he hosted SNL so many times in really? the 70s. Really? Oh, oh, 70s, sure. That makes sense.
0: Oh, all right. Interesting. Um, Ileana Douglas is really funny She's and weird great. in this, too. She's
1: great. I do like her in things a lot. Uh, as for me...
2: Uh, or Co- 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 No, you're good. You finish you're your
1: right? good. Uh, oh, I was perfect. just
0: adding some extra things like, Cozy, you would like these <laughs> things. Yeah,
1: and I do very much appreciate that. Because <laughs> uh, that did remind me about Ileana Douglas. She's great.
2: I love a strong script. I love... Nicole Kidman. I do have issues with uh, following like characters that are shitty, but I think it's this sounds funnier, so it might be more fun. Uh, it's
0: funnier, and her character I think is a little complicated until it's not complicated. I don't. Yeah. Th- she's not shitty the whole time.
2: I get you. Uh, but my final thought is I don't think I I'd, I'd want to watch this alone, and I'm thinking I don't think want to watch it with friends. I feel like this is a good like <laughs> date movie. <laughs> Like oh. like I'm seeing somebody where like we're like on our okay. fifth date. We're like hey, let's you want to watch a weird movie neither of us has seen together. This sounds like that would be fun. I like and that then, idea. Like a good bonding
1: experience as a result. Oh, that sounds cool to me. But also so does just having a date. That sounds cool to me. <laughs> somebody date cozy. <laughs> that He's sounds really single. nice. That does sound really nice.
0: Um yeah, I mean I saw it with um my college boyfriend and then I watched it with my current boyfriend. And oh, both times which experience they were was more enjoyable? <laughs> <Ooh>. Isaac. <laughs> Now I'm, Don't I'm, listen I'm, to this episode Oh no Now it's just a figure of Luce in the door Where <laughs> I've shot through it
1: Oh no Looney
0: Tunes style um,
1: <laughs> Oh I get it Like a like a silhouette it, yeah, yeah. yeah And exactly. just like an outline of you is left An
0: outline of me exactly. Of like uh, smoke or something Yeah um, So they were, they were very different When I was younger I think so. I thought that it was funnier And now I think I have more of a Like a deeper regard for human life So it felt mm. like a little different darker.
1: Interesting.
0: Um, yeah, once
2: that frontal lobe fully formed, you were like Ooh. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. At like
0: 21, I was like kill them all. I know. Like I loved movies with like a big body count.
1: <laughs> I think that on like com like dark comedies like that, I've I've always loved that. And yeah, I know what you mean where you're coming from on that one completely where you get you develop more empathy and things like that.
0: I don't I do think yeah. there's not any there's no lingering on death in this movie which I really liked a lot also and I i mostly just think it's incredibly compelling and very strange and unlike any other movie that exists
2: i just i do feel like i know how it ends and everything so that kind of sucks me away from it you
0: don't because what i'm saying is like it's literally in the first like if you look this up anywhere that's the description and it's a a true crime thing that happened so mm-hmm. like there's a ton of stuff that i'm not telling you nice there's like uh, the like fact that she enlists this person to kill her husband isn't really the there's like more than that okay um and yeah i guess i that was on my list and i didn't say it that one of the one of my five i guess bonus reasons since we do a bonus honorable mention reason that if you're a big (laughs) true crime buff um that i really recommend this movie because it's um an interesting retelling of a true crime story that's on like it's on like a light has a lifetime movie and there's like a snapped episode about it. And oh. there's like a people investigates episode. Or there's
1: I've actually never heard of either of those. So oh. They sound interesting.
0: Yeah. There's like a lot of true crime shows about this oh, okay. real murder.
1: And hmm. so here's
2: my final answer. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get on Tinder. I'm going to change my profile to say, hey, does anybody want to watch to die for with me? And then if they say yes, I'll watch it with
0: them. <laughs> OK, fair. Interesting. <laughs> no,
2: I do. kind of. I'm, I'm I like curious. It. I just don't know if I want to watch it alone that's uh, fair or if somebody's already seen I it i think
0: it's so fun that you would get more out of watching it with somebody that's what i
2: feel that's what it sounds like because like yeah. this doesn't feel this like time. a. It's normally
0: too i love to watch things alone interesting <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i'm sorry can you watch it alone absolutely i think there's a lot of interesting stuff going on and it's a very chattable movie mm-hmm. like like afterwards i mean like wow they really said a lot they like, crammed a lot of ideas like. in here. <laughs> Uh, and I think it's like kind of hot, you, although in, in a very like inappropriate and like kind of taboo way. Um, and I think that it is really funny in a way that you'd have a good time chuckling with a with a partner or not, a, or uh, <laughs> someone you just met that you want to bang. <laughs> uh, but only
1: chuckling, <laughs> stranger. Just danger. like
0: chuckle with a bangable partner.
1: Some guffaws, a chortle or two, <laughs> <laughs> having a chortle with friends. <laughs> Maybe a <geek. laughs>
0: You don't want to g- yuck in front of a date. Sometimes you know. gotta no, like,
1: never. Yuck. Ooh, never. Ooh, no.
0: It's too wet of a noise <laughs> to make a somebody. The, the
1: goofy movie over here. <laughs> Gorge, this movie's sexy. Oh. <laughs> That's what your tender should be. Oh, I'm
0: hurling forever. I'm yeah. never going to stop hurling. I hate, I hate that so much. Just a fountain right now. <laughs> uh, Pete, do you want to watch To Die For? <sighs>
2: Fuck you, Pete. Oh, That's a maybe. <laughs> That's
0: Jeez. a maybe. Well, um, it's watch. not free anywhere right now, but you can rent it on Amazon and Google Play. Or no, you can watch it on Crackle, but you do have to put up with some commercials if you do it on Crackle. Fucking
1: Crackle. I remember Crackle.
0: Yeah, it's Sony. Sony's Crackle. Oh, that's why I
1: remember Crackle. Yeah, but it's free. Yeah, I'm glad it's still a thing because it feels like an interesting version of a relic of stuff that doesn't exist much anymore. Yeah, if
0: you Google Crackle, everyone will be like, what the fuck is Crackle? It's stupid. But it has a lot of good titles on it. So I don't know what people who write articles are looking for, but there's a ton of movies that I was like, awesome. I
1: I think people never fully understood things like crackle or like atom films or whatever and just all these sort of weird archives of film of like things
0: yeah people are upset because you can't buy a premium subscription so there's no way to buy it and not have commercials so it has commercials like if you're watching it on like fx or comedy central or something yeah and yeah. there's no way to buy your way out of it. it and was, so I feel like it's like a true communist, like, free movie platform. So and people are like, I want to use my money to not have to deal with commercials.
1: It's I, That's how I feel. It's, I fucking hate commercials. Well, no, it's, it's, it's fair, of
0: like, but it's nice that there's a free option. It is. Yeah, yeah.
1: is it kind of like streaming before streaming services were a thing? Is that what Crackle is sort of like on some level? I honestly
0: don't know how long Crackle has been around, but I it reminds me of like, the, of, like, movies on demand when you have cable. Yeah.
1: Oh, sure. Which I like. I used to watch those a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I And like those, those would,
0: like, weirdly break and be like, and here's, like, a, a stunted Geico commercial. Like, Actually, you don't get a full commercial. You get, like, a 10-second commercial. I never
1: had commercials in those in movies on demand. I'm surprised. Now they do. Oh, that must be if it. If you
0: don't pay for them, usually.
1: Oh, what a bummer. Because I remember being happy about all the free ones, but now that sounds terrible. Yeah, the market has know. changed Oh, <laughs> terribly
0: life. for the worst. Sigh. Um, well, everybody, <laughs> listen up. Um. I would love to hear if you guys have seen to die for or if you have any feelings about it. Um but first, I think we should slide right into recommendations. Um recently Nick and I separately saw Little Women. Yeah. And we both loved it.
2: Uh I think it's as close to perfect as a film can get. It's it's really quite fucking good.
0: It's so good I cried the whole time. Yeah. Every time I start I was like, okay, I'm okay.
2: It's also one of the most I started crying again. Like it's just proof that Greta Gerwig is one of the greatest directors alive and it's also it's just so the cinematography is gorgeous. The it's acting so is pretty. amazing. The score is beautiful. Every
0: actor is perfect in it. I loved Timothée Chalamet as Laurie. I thought he was so great and I loved went- the 1995 Little Women. Um, with um, Christian Bale, Kirsten Christian, Dunst. yeah, yep, yeah. and uh, Winona Ryder as Joe, and Susan mm. Sarandon as uh, Marmy, Marmy, yeah. But I think that this one was better this because this it's, told... it's
2: updated. It's so it's not updated so like good.
0: like I don't feel like it's updated in like a and everybody's got a GoPro. Like... <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a, it's,
2: it's... <laughs> It's got a take on it that like that little change that I just really enjoyed.
0: Well, they tell the story differently. She like messes with the timeline, which I think really really works. And a lot of emotional weight. All of it is uh, the dialogue from the book with two added monologues. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, it's almost exactly the dialogue from the book. And I don't know if you guys know this about me. But um, my real full name is Louisa May, and I was named after Louisa May Alcott.
1: I certainly did not know that. No. Because
0: my mom uh, was an English professor, and she maniacally named everything around her after famous writers. Maniacally. (laughs) (laughs) Wait,
1: what other things? (laughs) I want to hear about three more things now. (laughs) Uh,
0: She named all of our pets until I was 10 years old after Charles Dickens' characters. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. We
0: had uh, Ebenezer
1: fun cute That's a dog great, though. haversham the dog uh-huh
0: oliver the cat sure. marley the cat right little nan the cat these make sense yeah they're mabel uh oh, yeah. yeah it was it was intense and then i broke the cycle when i was 10 i got a kitten for my 10th birthday and i named it cub <laughs> like a little cubby
1: Okay, I like and it.
0: never had. No, that's no. A
1: that no must literature. have broke your mom's Yeah, part. that's a good uh, act of rebellion. <laughs>
0: <It> re- <laughs> you know so what I'm going to do? I'm going to
2: give it a normal name that <laughs> normal, boring people give to their cat. I'm going to spot. I got a dog and I named it Spot <laughs> I or know. Rover.
0: I like to think of myself as a creative child, but I guess I wasn't.
2: <laughs> you technically were, because you, were you being grew up, break was, break. you are the antithesis
1: of what your environment was, and that takes creativity. Yeah. That's true. Plus, you're, you're, the, the canon was already established, right? And so yeah. you're getting out of that canon. I had canon. to break away. Yes, everyone does. Um,
0: so yeah, my parents weirdly called me or named me Louisa May, and then never called me that, never once in my life, and never used it ever. And then they were just huh. immediately like, your name is Luce. And huh. then, yeah.
1: Interesting. Got so what's on your birth certificate?
0: Louisa May. Yeah. And my driver's license. I
1: love it.
0: Fuck. Yeah. So I had to start every first day of school. I've known
2: you four years. I feel betrayed. (laughs) Because
0: this is the kind of thing that you can't start saying in Hollywood because then people get confused and they're like, you want me to call you Louisa May? Right. Because people are actually really respectful of like whatever you want to be called here. They'll just let you do it. Yeah.
2: It's Mm -hmm. like when my friend Carolyn was like, no, I want to go by Carrie. And I was like, God damn it. I've been
1: calling you Carolyn for... 18 months this is gonna take some change oh
0: i call her carolyn too and now it's carrie <laughs> okay good, yeah know. it was it but was. Like, it felt
1: like a soft change on some level
0: yeah i just don't want anyone to start calling me louisa or like because i don't relate to that it feels like a like a not my name but then i feel this weird connection because my mom instilled a love and louise may Alcott in me and so i have like 10 different versions of little women like i have one that's from like 1900 it's like really Ooh. beautiful old
1: do you have the king james version <laughs> uh
2: then I feel like I and it's time Joe for me said to admit me. I don't know if you guys know this, but my real full name is Ayn Rand
0: Get out of here. <laughs> no, it's not, I'm just You kidding. gotta go. My, that would you be can't very compare funny. Ayn Rand. To I'm not comparing, I was doing the I wasn't
2: comparing, I was doing the exact opposite I could think of. <laughs> it's like uh, who's the worst possible writer to uh, reference okay, here? And Cozy true. Shrugged Ayn Rand. <laughs>
0: Cozy,
1: who are you named after? Uh, I was named after um, a family friend uh, whose name was Cosimo. And they always called him Uncle Cozy. Yeah, that's and a real named, story. And I'm named I like after it. Uh, I, I know, but I have a weird name, so it's more fun anyway. <laughs> I'm looking for bits here, Cozy. We, you you always want to do bits, and you didn't take the one bit we were doing. I want my to life is a, a bit. <laughs> Reality is the only real bit. Has <laughs> that? Uh, yeah, Uncle Cozy. I'm named uh, I'm named after the shortened version of it. I never met him, but Uncle I Cozy
0: think... sounds like a children's book.
1: It does. I'm a children's book, so I get it. Oh, cute. <laughs> yeah, he was a shoe salesman, and apparently he was very funny. Well great. Are you a children's book and that you're easy to read and short?
0: <laughs> I think you're of normal height.
1: I know it's just that's I think that's an interesting take. Um I don't know. I wonder am I easy to read? No. No, I was wondering cuz like the short I don't think but like the easy to read I might be. So I was curious.
2: No, you're always smiling. That's impossible to read. Cozy,
0: do you <laughs> have any point. recommendations? We think everyone needs to watch yeah, Little yeah. Women, uh, Little whether or not great. you've read the book. Because Isaac, Isaac didn't read the book, and he really, really loved it. I did not
2: I technically
0: he was sandwiched really read between me book. and my mom, who were watching it and read the book like at least ten times, and we were both sobbing, and my whole theater was sobbing, and then all the women in the bathroom afterwards just wept at each other about how good it was, and it was so sweet. Oh le- it was the first
2: play I, like I was
1: ever in Everin in college, and I played Laurie. Oh. I love that. Yeah. Nicely done. Uh, so my recommendation is to be true to yourself and to trust yourself.
0: Aw, that's yeah. a good New Year sentiment.
1: It's important. It's hard. A lot of people I know have a huge amount of trouble trusting themselves, especially nice people.
0: Yeah, you know, if the teenagers in To Die For would have trusted their guts and, like, really just gone with what they thought was right, they wouldn't have been mixed up yeah. in all of
1: yeah, that nastiness. You know, they have a hard time. They have a hard time, but so do we all. We all have so much trouble with trusting ourselves. Um, I recently had to uh, fire someone at work who... I always kind of knew it was a tough, uh, like not really the right role for the job, but I kept defending him for a long time and like trying to teach him. And, Mm. you know, it just, you got to trust yourself and be like, how am I supposed to pay
2: bills now, Cozy? Why are you bringing this up on the air? This is
1: so. (gasps) Oh, I'm so sorry, Nick. It's just, (laughs) it wasn't meant to be.
0: Cozy hired me to take your spot. No!
1: Oh, these were supposed to be separate meetings.
0: Um, all right, you guys, if Cozy's ever fired you before, let <laughs> us know using the hashtag see this pod. Uh, they made can... up in the air
1: about me. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: You can find us, um, man, George Clooney playing you. What a glow up.
1: Oh, well, I'll take it. Not by much, though. <laughs> um, that's true.
0: You can uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at LTB Comedy. Where can people find you guys?
1: You can find me on Twitter at NickJS. Uh, And you can find me hosting uh, several shows in Los Angeles. Crash This Party, Scene Kids Punk House Party, uh, Blackout Drunk, and Dub Set.
0: Oh, that's great. Let's all go see cozy shows. I would love that so much. Oh, you guys, I have a show coming up this week, too. This Wednesday, January 15th. Nice. My monthly show, Cursed, A Dark comic storytelling show will be at a love bazaar in atwater village
1: go see this great location yeah Yeah, also great show
0: both (laughs) come yeah thank you so much i love it uh it's la's only queer art gallery and witchy magic shop combined into one the best la has to offer hell yeah so uh, come see us perform and come talk to us online about movies that you like. Oh, and you guys, you should rate, review, and subscribe <laughs> Very us. Very important. if you leave us a five-star review, we will read it on the air. And listen, you guys, this is a little, this isn't a review online, but- Mm-hmm. I actually have a pen and paper review right here. Feel I free got- to
1: send those to us, but I don't know how we'll get them. <laughs> a Box 6065. Take-, no way, ta- me. take a photo of it and tweet it at us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Listen, you guys, I got a Christmas card here, um, and it says, Hi, Luce. Andrew here. Just wanted to tell you that I love your podcast. Emily doesn't really do podcasts. That's his wife. But she'll be a fan, too, as soon as we go on a road trip and I force her to listen. <laughs> I know this doesn't count for much, so I will borrow Emily's Apple account and leave you an Apple podcast review soon. That's so nice. Merry Christmas, Andrew Snyder. Oh, thank you so much, Andrew. Thank, thank you, Andrew. Andrew. Um, That's so nice of you. I really, this really, really made my heart soar, actually, even more than when we get the digital reviews. There's something about getting a review in the mail. It's never happened before. The
1: effort to write by hand these days is yeah. just remarkable. Yeah. Andrew, please, please draw out, draw out five stars for us yeah. on a piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> then fill them in. <laughs> oh my goodness
0: see if you see us in person just hand us five stars on a piece of paper I would love that we'll take it (laughs) but it does uh, only take a minute to shoot us those five stars and it really helps us uh, get boosts in the uh, algorithm and you know Apple really fucks with everybody and so we just need your help so that people can find us yeah
1: after we started doing this I recently I've been giving shows five star ratings because they're incredibly easy to just press a star yeah exactly you don't even have to write
0: the review if you don't want to I was so shocked I was like that's the easiest thing you can just press a button. And it helps people so much.
1: Oh, yes, please do. If Cozy could do it, you can do it. It's very, very
0: true. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to You, you Need, Need to, to see, see This. this. You're not anybody in America unless you're on TV.